The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Our guest is Max Bonduri, founder and CEO of SGMC Capital. Max, I want to put a point to you, and you tell me whether it's whether it's on on point or not, uh, and then offer some of your thoughts on it. It would seem, if you look at the numbers, that the bond market has better discounted what the Fed is doing than the stock market. Um, if you look at the two-year yield, pushing up there ever closer to 4% is probably not that far off of what we're expecting to be the terminal rate, whereas the, the stock market still seems to have a little bit of hopium in there. Your thoughts? Well, you're absolutely correct. Um, the fixed income market tends to be always a little bit uh, more rationally if you want than the stock market. But even the fixed income market still has some way to go. Um, they're still pricing in cuts in September of next year from the Fed. We still don't think that a dovish pivot is going to happen that quickly, that early. And the actual final rate could even be a little bit north of what is currently priced because you're currently seeing around four and a quarter, four and a half. You could actually get closer to five percent after the very poor inflation data that we saw uh, last week. Uh, in terms of um, stocks, stocks, of course, they're still a little bit more optimistic. But uh, as uh, the Fed is going to be meeting and as the data comes through, you're probably going to have to see a little bit of a further correction in the equity markets as well, which is going to mm-hmm. put them a little bit more in par with respect to what um, the Fed's actions are likely going to be. So in terms of hedging there, you say protect yourself against that potential retest of June lows. How do you do that? Well, the best way that we're currently doing it is via put spreads. So basically, you buy a long put more or less at the money and you sell the short put at the levels of the June lows. That's about another 10% from here, depending on what the index that you're looking at. Uh, because we definitely do feel that a retest of June lows is going to happen. But we also think that the first test might hold. Uh, so you could see a bit of a tactical bounce from there. Therefore, if that is the case scenario, uh, the put spreads is, is the best way to play it. And then you'll be looking to take profit should the stock market get there and then take it from there and potentially even add a bit of exposure should we get to those levels. So you're doing that particularly on on solid names, as you put it, the companies that you like. Uh, just having a look at Microsoft is down about 30% year to date. There's a range between something like that and something like Alibaba, which is down 72%. When you describe quality, I mean, how do you measure it in looking at companies? Well, let's keep it very simple. Uh, A company with quality means a company which has been growing consistently over the last five years, which has very little debt, and which can contain and keep going with relatively high margins. Because if you have a company which keeps growing at healthy uh, margins with basically no debt, of course, short term, the stock market can move. But in the longer term, you're more or less sure that you definitely have a winner in your hands. And of course, you have to look at the prospects. Clearly, numbers is not everything. But Microsoft, for example, it is definitely a good case. Baba, the problem with Baba is the headlines risk that we're seeing in China. 
but if you look back at the US, a lot of those large cap tech names, whether in the, the, the micro, I mean, the fangs of the world, but even the NVIDIAs and some of the semiconductors names have definitely corrected a lot this year and are starting to show quite a bit of um, value. We're just getting your thoughts there on what we've seen uh, in China. The loan prime rates remaining unchanged and yet again moves by the PBOC to defend that weak yuan max. Well, definitely in terms of a macroeconomic environment, uh, China is a little bit under pressure. Uh, but expect more headlines to come out next month um, after the party's meeting. But you, you also can expect the narrative to continue being focused. They will need to provide further monetary and fiscal stimulus to the economy overall. But obviously, they need to do that in a very targeted way. And um, in terms of the yuan, yes, they will try and make sure that it doesn't depreciate too much further from the current levels. But in general, do not expect big headlines before the meeting of next month. And after next month, then you're likely to see um, further stimulus coming in. I wonder if we could draw the conclusion that, you know, they're not stimulating as much as, as many would expect. We even heard the World Bank president, David Malpass, talk about that. Uh, but they are, they are stepping in uh, to, to keep the slide on the yuan from getting worse. Does that mean they're worried about capital flight? That's definitely something that they're thinking about clearly. Uh, given everything that is happening and given the depreciation of the currency before they want to make sure that that does not materialize. Uh, but also in terms of, of the actual economy, they will need to um, continue having targeted health because, again, the data that is coming out is not encouraging and, and they will need to fix also the narrative in order for investments uh, to remain in China and continue. <clears throat> Where is the best bet in uh, in Asia now? I mean, we're looking at sort of some of the emerging markets, excluding China, fare a little better given the inflationary pressures are not quite as strong as what you're seeing uh, in developed markets. We're still relatively bearish of emerging markets in general, just because of the strength in the US dollar. That's never a good uh, factor for emerging markets. We tend to prefer more developed um, markets, especially in Asia. We like Singapore, for example. It's actually one of the indices which has done very well, I mean, relatively very well. It's actually in the green year today uh, in Asia. And that's likely to continue because, again, it provides a kind of lower beta exposure and a bit more solidity. Uh, Indonesia in the stock market, of course, in local currency has done well. But that's likely to continue, too, uh, because with respect to its position, it's relatively better than some of the other countries. And therefore, we think those two uh, indices could continue performing relatively better. Give me a good contrarian call at the moment. Uh, well, I, we still think that the interest rates have more to run. So um, the 10-year and the two-year, we still think there is more to run. People are still thinking that the Fed will need to pivot dovishly next year. That's very unlikely to happen. Before shorting uh, the Treasury rates, uh, depending on the two or the 10-year, depending on what you're looking at, but that's definitely something that we are looking at. And obviously, if you want to go a bit higher risk, you were shorting the, um, the JGBs on the 10-year. could be an interesting trade, but that's a different mm -hmm. kind of ballgame. You say potentially rightly, as, as many do, that European markets are the ones that are most at risk. And we're continuing to watch the energy shortage and the Ukraine war. How does this impact green investments? Green investments, again, is something which will remain there. But the problem with green investments is that people need energy now. And if you need energy now, you need oil and you need coal and you need those kind of resources. Therefore, green investing will remain. The problem is that it's down in the future. 
And uh, people need to sort out their positions now and need to have access to energy now, today. Uh, therefore, it's likely to remain there, but again, be a little bit on the back burner because yeah. economies need energy that they, that they consume as of now. Therefore, expect nuclear to again uh, have a revamp. We've seen that in a number of European countries and okay. structural change will need to happen. Final question, true or false? Chinese policy is not what it used to be. Nothing is what it used to be. <laughs> so that's what it is true. <laughs> easy out. Easy out, Max. Oh, you coward. <laughs> Saying true. Max Wendery, founder and CEO of SGMC Capital, with us. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.